and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. Today's topic, little people. And not maybe the kind of little people that you normally think of as people that are small in stature, but the little people of American Indian or Native American legend. And I've had a little bit of an interest in this thing because so many times we hear about these reports where uh, abductees or people who encounter UFOs see what they describe as little people or small people or aliens of, of, a, of a height that may be two foot, three foot, four foot tall. It comes up over and over again in these, in these abductions. And like a lot of things with these UFO phenomena, they, there does seem to be overlap with uh, not just Native American folklore, but folklore, say, of the people uh, from Europe with the leprechauns or elves or whatever. And I think it's important that when we study the UFO phenomenon that we take a look at not just at what we see or what we experience ourselves, but what people in past generations have experienced. And maybe they've seen the same thing we did, but they've described it in terms that they could understand. Now, from a personal experience, uh, years ago I had a friend whose, um, both of his parents had Native American heritage. Um, I think it was Cherokee on his mom's side, and his dad told me uh, it was Navajo on his side, but his dad was an older guy, and he'd started to experience dementia, and he was having some some really strange experiences, and he kept telling me, whenever I'd run into him, frequently he told me, how he uh, had seen little people in the house, and he described them as being about knee-high, uh, wearing uh, long sleeve shirts and pants, uh, and the and the male and female, and the female uh, wearing these uh, long uh, dresses, kind of a blue denim collar, and they'd run away from him, and they'd turn away and look away from him, like they were teasing him. At the time, I thought, you know, that's just the effects of the dementia. I mean, he was still living at home. Uh, he could get around good enough, but he was just periodically having these delusions, and I thought, wow, it's really too bad. And, you know, the house he lived in was an older house. In fact, I think it might have been the second or maybe even the oldest house in the community that they lived in. It had been there since um, the pioneers had first showed up and settled that small town. And, you know, the, he, along with him telling me these stories, at, at one time he'd had this experience, he got so upset about it, he had his son come in and insisted that he go through and inspect the house uh, downstairs where he thought he'd seen these things escape off to. Anyway, the son went through with the granddaughter, and they were looking around the house, and years later she swore to me that they'd walked into like an empty room in the house where he thought he'd seen these things at, and there was a vent there. It was an old, old house with the wood floors, and you know how you have the, the steel grates that cover the, the heating vents. And As I recall, she told me that the cover of that thing was off, and her dad was... Like, oh, it shouldn't be that way. He puts it back on. Well, they go downstairs in the basement. They look around. They can't find anything. And they come back up, and that thing is off again. And she said it just scared the living heck out of her. She had There's no explanation for how that thing got out of there. Her grandmother was in a pretty much infirm state. It wouldn't have been like her to go in and do it. And I thought, well, maybe she was just mistaken. You know, things happen. But over the years, you know, I thought about that. I thought about that, those stories, and... As I did a little research, I found more and more stuff on online about this phenomena of the little people, and I've often wondered, does this thing somehow overlap with what 
people describe as little people when they have these UFO, UFO encounters. And just for a little bit of background, I thought it'd be fun to look at just a, a random article here. And I found this one here on legendsofamerica.com, and it says, Little People and the Pedro Mountain Mummy. And it says, Oral traditions of many Native American tribes, including the Arapaho, Sioux, Cheyenne, and Crow, tell of little people who stand from just 20 inches to 3 foot tall. In some tribes, they are known as tiny people eaters. In others, they are known to have been spirits and healers, and some believe them to be magical, similar to leprechauns or fairies. In any event, the legends were well known among Indians across the nation, long before the Europeans set foot upon these lands. It goes on, it says, To the Shoshone Indians of Wyoming, this small race of people were known as I'm going to butcher the name here, Numergar, and that their legends hold told of the little people attacking them with tiny bows and poisoned arrows. The Numergar were also known to kill their own kind with a blow to the head when they became too ill or to be an active part of their society. Though part of the legend, though part of the legend, this practice of sometimes killing the infirmed was also a regular part of life for many of the for many of the nomadic Indians. Though many believe these little people to be only the stuff of legends, several discoveries point point to the contrary. The most significant of which was a 14-inch, fully formed mummy found in 1932, called the Pedro Mountains Mummy. It was discovered when two men were digging for gold in the San Pedro Mountains, about 60 miles south of Casper, Wyoming. 60 miles southwest of Casper, Wyoming. After continually working a rich vein and and running only into more and more rock, Cecil and Maine Frank Carr used dynamite to blast a section of the mountainside to get at the gold. After the dust cleared, a cave could be seen in the rock face. The small cavern was about 15 feet long and 4 feet high and had been totally sealed off from the rock out, from the rock from the outside world by a thick wall of rock. As the men entered the cave, they were surrounded to see a small pygmy-like man sitting cross-legged upon a ledge. The tiny mummy was only about six and a half inches tall in its seated position and estimated at 14 inches tall in a standing position. Its skin was brown and wrinkled, its forehead low and flat, its features displaying a, fat, a flat nose, heavy-lidded eyes, and a very wide mouth with thin lips. The face looked like that of an old man. It was so well preserved its fingernails could still be seen on its hands, and the top of its head was covered in a dark jelly-like substance that was still pliable. Now they have a x-ray picture of this thing they found. It looks like he's sitting there almost in a lotus position, just sitting there. And you can find this, like I said, on the AmericanLegends.com site. Very strange. The two prospectors took their find to Casper, Wyoming. In no time, scientists came from all over the nation to have a look at the mummy. Sure that it was a hoax. Extensive tests were performed when the professionals assumed it was a 
piece together work of taxidermy. However, the anthropologist would soon be surprised to see that x-rays displayed a perfectly formed man-like skeleton. The tests also showed that the mummy had been killed violently as the spine was damaged, a collarbone, a collarbone broken, and the skull had been smashed in by a heavy blow. The soft substance at the top of the head exposed brain tissue and congealed blood. After the tests were completed, the scientists estimated that the mummy was a full-grown adult who was approximately 65 years old at the time of his death. One odd finding was that his teeth were overly pointed, having a full set of canines. Now that is strange. Just imagine seeing this little guy. He's uh, 14 inches tall, fully grown man, but instead of having normal teeth, his teeth were all canine teeth. That is very strange. These examinations were allegedly performed by the American Museum of Natural History and certified genuine by the Anthropology Department of Harvard University. However, alternate reports say that when the mummy was examined by the University of Wyoming, the body was found to be that of a deceased child. Well, we see this happen over and over again as soon as uh, mainstream academia gets a hold of these anomalous things. Uh, the truth comes out to begin with, and then once it shows that... Uh, the evidence disputes. <coughs> excuse me. The evidence disputes the normal narrative for things. Then all of a sudden, everything's backtracked, and frequently the evidence is, disappears. The article goes on. It says the mummy was displayed in sideshows for years before it was purchased by Casper businessman named named Ivan T. Goodman. When Goodman died in 1950, the mummy passed into the hands of one Leonard Walder a New York businessman who died in 1980. It has not been publicly seen, it has not been seen publicly since, and its whereabouts are unknown. Other skeletons of little people have said to have been found in other areas of the U.S. near Coshocton, Ohio. A, burial, a burial ground was reportedly discovered that contained the numerous remains of a pygmy race of people only about three feet tall. In 1876, another ancient graveyard was documented as having been discovered in Coffee County, Tennessee. The reports indicates the cemetery covering some six acres held the remains of thousands of dwarf-like people. You can imagine that. Coffee County, Tennessee. The reports indicate the cemetery contains cemetery covering some six acres held the remains of thousands of dwarf-like people. The article goes on and says, Though the little mummy has been lost in history, it continues to be a scientific curiosity, and to many, only the stuff of legends. Allegedly, the Pedro Mountains mummy brought, brought bad luck to those who possessed it, and Native Americans continue to warn their people to be aware of the tiny people-eaters, who are still said to live in the mountains and high places of Wyoming. As to the prospectors who originally found the mummy, they soon returned to continue their search for gold. They registered their claim in, <clears throat> in Carbon County as the Little Man Mine, but it never produced the gold that they had hoped for. Today, a sign still stands in Shirley Basin that signifies the location of the mine. So here we have this well-documented case of uh, 
what appears to have been uh, a Native American uh, little person that was found. And this is as recently as 1932, and you can trace the provenance of this thing up to 1980, and then it just, just it disappears. It would have been so interesting to see this thing uh, DNA tested. But then again, you have to ask yourself, would you even be able to get a an honest DNA test on something like this? But this is the this is the whole topic of the little people and. It's, to me, it's just fascinating how it weaves its way in and out of the uh, Native American tradition. And now we see, like I said, we see this this subject come up over and over again, these UFO abductions, where people, people describe these ETs or non-human entities as little people. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.